Welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. Join Chris and Drew, two self-proclaimed booze pundits with a lifetime of industry experience as they walk you through the alcohol business and how today's headlines affect the industry. Each week, the guys will be joined by a special guest that will help them break down these stories and offer their own expertise to the podcast. So, pour yourself a glass of your favorite drink and sit back. This is the Good Bottle Podcast. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas and I don't mean snow. Wait, no, yes. Yes, it is. I've gone past that in my oh age. My, oh my God, you're a dad. Settle down, sir. I know, I know. My wife's definitely going to listen to this. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm good, Chris Sinclair, host of the Good Bottle Podcast. That's me. And that's uh, Drew Garrison that you're hearing. That's uh, that's his voice. That is my voice. Welcome, everybody. Um, so we have little bit of a of a special episode right so we're in the third week of december everybody's doing parties um you had a party tonight i have a party tomorrow so kind of the schedule got a little messed up because none of us are good at planning but um we're like hey i have an idea let's do a holiday gift idea episode and we're gonna give you guys some of those but first Chris, what are you sipping on? Oh, I'm in the holiday spirit. If you couldn't tell from my uh, introduction, 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 introductory introduction, sir. Uh, I am wow. sipping on some uh, Rafito's Coquito. Coquito. Man, I really can't speak tonight. I swear oh to God, gosh. I have not consumed that much alcohol. I'm just really struggling. <laughs> uh, a little Rafito's Coquito. It's delicious. You better figure out how to say that if you're going to open up it's a Coquito. Puerto Rican restaurant. Uh, that's well, it's a first of all, it's a Caribbean restaurant. It's a neighborhood restaurant with Caribbean spice. Thank you very Listen, much. Listen, if you read the Sacramento Bee, which I'm not sure anybody does, but I'm if not you sure do, anybody does either. That's they're why they're going to tell you that it's a it's a Puerto Rican restaurant. I know. They're also going to tell you that Buddy Newby is the general manager of Lowbrow, which is not true. So. It's a very confusing times for the Sacramento Bee. I guess when you, I guess when you outsource Easy. all of your reporters, you know. That's right. That's right. Bunch of AP news. But thanks for the coverage, guys. I'll take it. <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> That's right. Keep coming. All the free publicity. Oh, uh, it's great, man. I'm just uh, lovely little uh, uh, coconut sipper here with uh, some um, Donku rum in it. It's great. Uh, I, I. Don't know exactly what goes into this one, right? Like, Raph, uh, when we talked to him in episode 30, I had to look this up. Episode 37 last year, season two. Uh, so that was published on December 1st of last year. I couldn't believe that it's already been a year. Um, uh, I think he went into a little bit more of what goes into his coquito. But we, I think he kept something secret, right? Yeah, he definitely did. I yeah. mean, and and I've been I've been thinking about it, and obviously I've seen Raph posting about it, and and I keep meaning to message him to be like, "Hey, I need to grab a bottle." Um, I think the problem was like last year I got it so early that I like, I burnt myself out on the coquito like before we even really got into the swing of the holiday. So I was like, yeah. So I so I told myself I was like, this time I want to wait because I really do want to enjoy this like on Christmas and um. And then now we're a few days out and I'm like, oh shit, I got to get this bottle somehow well, from so him. So we're going to be, we're going to be selling some out of the shop this week. Uh, oh, so perfect. You, then I will so do that. Come on down to good bottle and everybody else can too. And pick them up a, a bottle of some uh, Coquito. 
But uh, and, typically uh, speaking, it's got like little like condensed milk, little rum, egg yolks, coconut, coconut milk, little vanilla spices, like yeah. all spice cinnamon stuff like that, right? So it's like a it's like a, a Caribbean eggnog, but with coconut and way better. And uh, and I actually saw this week that he was working with our good buddy um, Andrew Calisterio, and they did a uh, a Dickel whiskey. And I will tell you that version. I tasted said Dickel coquito and it was fucking uh-huh. fire was it, it was, good it was straight up delicious if i was from the caribbean my first initial response would have been to be offended but because i'm not i, don't, I was like huh i'll be open-minded i don't think so i think uh knowing <laughs> the uh handful of people i know from the caribbean uh they're just excited that there's booze in it and they'll take pretty much everything there you go you just generalize a lot of people i like it well, that's, i said um, the handful of people i know there you go right yeah, right. But right. you're welcome. Totally. <laughs> what about you? We're going to get, get um, me out of the hot seat real quick here. What are you drinking? So I um, I ended up grabbing a bottle of Mezcal because one of my holiday ideas is Mezcal focused. Um, I grabbed the Ray Campero blend of four, which is the Mexicano, Cuiche, Tepestate, and Coyote. And... Um, I love this Mezcal. It was one that was done as like a special edition to celebrate 10 years being in the U.S. Um, and it was an ensemble that they had not done before. And I, I just, it's so expressive. It's so different. It's 25% of each agave goes into that one. So, you know, the, the fact that it tastes as balanced as it does, it's just incredible. Um, so that's what I'm sipping on. It's, it's uh, I had to pour into the thing that I'm, you know, I'm kind of giving away what my gift is, but it was, uh, I wanted to taste it in there. So I was like, I was like, well, I got to make sure. Cause originally I grabbed this hotel and I was like, no, 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 let's do a, let's do a fully certified Mezcal. And that's, let's throw this in there. And, you know, and again, I think this just kind of continues the streak of, of how much I'm enjoying ensembles and blends and things of that nature. Because I mean, Chris, you know that we drink an awful lot, like earlier, when Speak you for said, yourself, sir. When you were like, I haven't even drank that much tonight. Most people would say, I haven't even drank tonight. So it's just already, <laughs> a, you know, we we drink so much Damn that it's it. just assume it's like one of it's like one of those things that when you go to the doctor, you're like, am I going to be honest today or am I going to lie? You know, just because I don't want to deal with the judgment. I and, always um, lie every single time. I, lie. I I yeah, it it depends on my mood, but it's mostly a lie. Um, I mean, but even I, if I just, I'm close I, to telling the truth, it's still close to telling the truth. It's never, it's never the whole truth. Right, right. And I, you just kind of like, in this yeah, case, the know. truth will not set you free. It will not. It will not. It's a lot of judgment. Um, but so, so yeah, I, I really enjoy things of that nature right now, just because because of the fact that we do get to drink a lot of different things. Um, it's fun to drink blends and see if you can pull out individual flavor profiles, whether that's rum, whiskey, or mezcal in this scenario. And I just really enjoy that. It's kind of fun to see where those things pop up and um, kind of pushes your palate to a different way. Oh, and I have to tell you a story. Um, This past week, I was hosting a virtual tequila tasting. And basically what's happened is like this, this company that I do this for, they took my bio and they send it to all of the, you know, customers and stuff like that. So I, I'm getting this intro now. And part of that intro is them telling people that I am the host of the Good Bottle podcast, 
not which is a co-host. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Which is, I think I actually might say co-host now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, but, cool. um, but anyways, it, uh, and so, you know, obviously it's, it's good for us. It's good promotion. And we, and we have gotten some unique listens out of it because a lady told me, she's like, I listened to your podcast this week. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. What, uh, what did you think? You know, she's like, it was really good. I, you know, and I was like, I was like, that's great. Like, I'm actually really happy to hear that. Cause this was a total novice has no idea who I am. Right. And, um, I was like, well, who did you, uh, who did you listen to? Like, what episode was it? She goes, well, it was the one with the guy who cussed a lot. And I was like, wow, that does not narrow it down. And not like, me. At all. Like, <laughs> well, and that's what I thought. I was like, I was like, maybe she's talking about Chris. Um, it ended up being the Thad Vogler episode that she listened to because I was that's like, was funny. he talking about going to France and stuff like that? And I couldn't remember if if Thad was dropping a bunch of curse words the entire time, but I don't think he was, but it's also such a normal part of my vernacular that like, I don't comprehend it most of the time. Yeah. And I, you know I, I think mean? it's really important for, for our listeners to understand that, um, uh, I, I don't, uh, have a filter, uh, in that part of my brain. Um, uh, and so yeah. I, it like literally, it doesn't catch anything coming out of my mouth or when other people are saying it. it's just words. Uh, and so I don't, I couldn't even tell you, uh, it yeah, seems it, funny to me to, to think that vet Thad, um, was, uh, maybe going off on that, but also it's totally normal. I mean, it's just bartenders talking to each other. So this is kind of, and that's what I said. I was like, how it's, we operate. It's definitely, definitely not a professional place, our industry. And, um, there's many stories and situations to back that up, but I just thought that was hilarious. I mean, at the end of the day, she still enjoyed the episode. And then at the end, that's great. She was like messaging, she was messaging me in the comments like, Hey, make sure you, you promote your, your podcast. So I was like, okay, well she must've enjoyed it to a certain degree if she thinks that other people should listen to it. So, um, <laughs> so that was really cool. And the group was really awesome too. They had some, you know, I, I, I think the, the fun thing about these virtual tastings now is that people are so used to being on camera and they're so used to being on zoom and all the different, you know, all the different meeting apps that you have now that like, they're so sick of the normal pitches and the meetings and stuff like that. So then when you get them drinking tequila and talking about it, like people are just kind of like, like, Oh, I'll get into this. And they're just, they're just a lot more down. And I can see that like, over the course of the year, because I started doing this at the beginning of the, or actually, you know, I started during the pandemic and then seeing where people are at now and how much more engaged they are. It's just kind of like, everyone's just comfortable with this setting now, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's, I mean, it's sad, but it's also like great because it makes my job a hell of a lot easier if people are engaged and asking great questions and things like that. So, um, you know, and if you can break up the boring monotonous zoom meetings for people with some tequila, like that's always a good day. And I mean, that's what that's a gift for everybody. Right? But, but speaking of gifts, I think it's time for us to drop some gift ideas on people. Oh yeah. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, definitely. When I asked you to get a holiday song, I had a much different idea of what I thought was going to happen. And not to say that I'm disappointed. You knew what this was. I did know what this was. Like, I'm shocked, but not shocked at all. So with that being said, we want to give you guys some 
some last minute gift ideas that you can go out and hopefully procure before um before the holidays are over you know so whatever you're celebrating and actually i think these are just i don't know i don't know about your gifts chris but but my gift ideas are are kind of all year long so you don't have to necessarily get them <laughs> in the next week but if you want a really cool gift you don't know what to get for people i think we're gonna i think we're gonna have some good options for you so i have i have three gift ideas chris do you have three i have three as well okay perfect so let's start with you what's your first gift idea uh, my first gift idea is, uh, a crew supply bottle. Uh, crew supply is the name of the brand. Uh, these bottles are totally re-engineered rad bottles, um, where the bottom screws off. They're also, um, chemical, uh, sorry, chemistry glass. Um, so they're, uh, they're a certain grade of glass, uh, that, that, doesn't break essentially like it's really really difficult to break um and the bottom is vinyl uh oftentimes when when glassware breaks when you're using it in a bar setting like you take the bottom of one glass will one glass bottle will knock into another glass bottle and that's when things will chip and fly all over the place and you end up with like glass in your in your ice well uh, these are so dope. They've like re-engineered. This company has re-engineered the pour spouts. They've re-engineered the bottle itself. They've re-engineered the the bottom of the bottle, so uh, it's actually easy to clean. Um, you can you can take these bottles and put them in a dishwasher, and it actually cleans the entire bottle. If you don't have experience uh, attempting to clean a bottle that once like had um, you know lemon or lime juice or freaking like bloody mary mix god forbid you put bloody mary mix into into like a normal bottle um you know you're screwed there's pretty much these bottles only get used for those things here on out you know and even then they start looking real grody even though they're totally clean totally sanitized um but these bottles are rad crew supply um they're coming out with with reimagined bar tools also which look really really dope um but their bottles and their pour spouts are just rad. They they run about like 32, 34 bucks um, for uh for um like a 375 or 750 uh, milliliter bottle. Um they they come in what like kind of what look like wine bottles, um, which are the universal bottle for for you know um, bartenders behind the bar. Uh I'm a I'm a huge fan of these bottles. We've got we've got a few of them at the shop. Um, that we use personally, we've been uh, wanting to bring them in. Uh, they're a new company, so they weren't the easiest to deal with early on. They wanted like some astronomical, uh, <laughs> uh, like first order that we just we couldn't afford to meet. Um, but you know, we're planning on bringing them in the new year. Regardless, you can find them online, um, and and they're dope. I, I use them in all my catering gigs, and I uh, and every chance I get. And so, crew, it, how how do you spell that? Uh, like rowing crew or like my homies, my crew, K, uh, C R E W. So you almost still messed it up. I, I still did. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I have to, I have to agree with you on that one. You know, being able to twist the bottom off of a bottle is so great. And you didn't like know you that said, you needed to be able to do that until you did it. And it's incredible. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, okay, actually have a clean bottle to to reuse. Okay, so that's a or that's, to, okay, like, that's a great up, or to like refill up um with like um with infusions and whatnot, you know? Uh it, it makes it really easy to do that. So you can like throw you can throw like botanicals in there, you can throw citrus in there. Just let Would it Would you sit. say like any you could put any liquid in there, Chris? Is that what you're trying to say? 
Yes. Well, no, like there you like go. physical things. You put. <laughs> uh, fuck you. Okay, you're up there, buddy. <laughs> oh right. So, um, okay. You guys have heard me say it before. I'm not necessarily the biggest believer in different glassware and stuff like that. But I like cool ones. I like ones that have good stories. I like ones that are reasonable. And with all that said, the one I want to recommend to people is the Stoll's Harito Tasting Mezcal Glass. And Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, it's what makes it cool is that this was a design that's been around for a long time. And the guy who originally started it, unfortunately passed away and his son um, at the time about college age takes over the company or he, he the company kind of falls apart like nobody really knows what's going on right because they can't get a hold of him and not a lot of people knew that he had passed away and then through his Facebook he's the the guy who started the company his son was reaching out to people and going through old messages and being like hey I'm trying to put together kind of what my dad was doing um, he was much older than I was like he had had his son later in life and you know we didn't connect over a whole lot of things because of there was this tremendous age gap between us but like I'm thinking like this is a really cool way for us to connect and so I'm going through all his old notes I'm looking through all his old messages and I'd like to start doing this again and start you know rekindling some of these relationships and so he has restarted his father's company and um, they have two glasses one is a tequila glass and one is a mezcal glass the tequila glass is a little bit more narrow on the um on the neck of the glass and and up to up to the top and um it's just it's just cool i like it it comes in really awesome packaging which we're gonna have pictures of everything um for this for this episode so you guys can see it and we'll have links to everything too but um it's just it's it's a good glass i mean it's not revolutionary in design i have a couple other ones that kind of look like it but it's got a really wide base so it's going to give you a lot of surface area and then it comes, you know, it comes a little bit closer together, allows those aromas to really be concentrated. And, you know, again, I am drinking that, um, that blend of four, uh, from Ray Campero, which I'm, I'm pretty much towards, towards the end of the bottle right now. And, um, I think there's a couple of different things at play here, but it definitely is bringing out some different aromas that I had not been familiar with. And again, that could be that it's been in the bottle for a while, but who knows, but either way, you know, you can get this glass for like $27.99. It's it's a really cool um, it's a really really cool glass. It's a cool gift. Like I said, it comes in really great packaging, which I'm showing Chris right now. Um, I'll show you guys online. But uh, but yeah, the Stoll's Harito Tasting Mezcal Glass. That's my first recommendation. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Stoll's glassware. Um, they do some really cool stuff. S S T O L Z for for people who are looking with an E on there as well. Oh, you forgot the really? E. Oh, yeah. And it's also the O has like the two dots above the it. Umlaut. I know there's a word for it. It's an umlaut. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, um, so that the yeah. There, there you go. I'm glad, glad to hear it. Chris, what's your number two recommendation? Uh, I'm gonna. I, mine's sort of a general uh, recommendation, which is if you like wine or if you like beer, if you like spirits, go out and find an independent um, uh, magazine. There's someone out there. Uh, who's producing something that's probably rad uh, and it most likely doesn't take that much effort except for maybe like 15 minutes on on google to find like a dope magazine in my case this last year you've all heard me talk about it quite a bit 
I went down the rabbit hole of finding a bunch of independently produ- uh, produced wine magazines. And I came across quite a few. You guys uh, heard a couple of them um, uh, this last year. Blood of Gods, the wine zine, one I didn't talk about um, because they've they've gone out of production now. They've, they've, they, they said they're done. They did 10, um, uh, 10, I keep wanting to say episodes. Um, and issues and releases issues there we go issues. i've got a lot of issues yeah. uh 10 issues and uh and now they're done which is unfortunate but that one is pipette um none of them they're usually not that expensive which makes them kind of fun and they usually have really good reporting and i'm really great stories that give you a different look into the industry um, that you might not get from a from a larger uh, publication so uh if you come down to the good bottle we've got blood of gods for sale it is five dollars and fifty cents for for an issue um like i said these are not expensive you blood of gods the artwork is insane um and that yeah. alone is really entertaining just even if you don't want to read any of it which you should but even if you don't <laughs> it's incredible um uh the wine zine is rad i mean we uh you know, we talked to Nadia. Uh, she's from the wine zine. You heard that episode. They do a really, really great job with reporting some of those stories. So definitely go out and find find some of those. Um, that, that'll that make a really cool gift also for someone who's into this sort of thing. Because you're going to put something in their hands that they probably haven't seen. And if they had even heard about it, maybe they didn't get it themselves. So uh, I, I would say that that's a probably a, a good sure win uh, a gift this year. That's that's all. I mean, and, and if you need more convincing, and you know, the episode with Stacy from from um, Blood of Gods was is only a few episodes ago, so that was uh, that was a really fun one. And and yeah, I think that's a great recommendation. And it's so cool. And it's just you know, I I, I mean, maybe it's a generational thing, but I do feel like we were kind of the last ones to grow up with really the paper being a big part of your life. And, um, you know, for me, it was, it was obviously comic books. Like I have so many comic books and I've tried to do the digital thing. Um, even the same thing with like, you know, for my wife, she is, she's just consumes books. Like it's just nobody's business. Right. And, um, it makes literally all the sense in the world for us, for us to have like a Kindle. And actually the funny thing is like, we have all these things and it doesn't matter. Like we just right. keep buying hard copies of things because it's just the fill of the paper and stuff like that. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know. It makes me. Dude, makes I've me got a few. I've got a few old. books on on my iPad, and I, I I gotta tell you, like I barely read them. Most of the time, they're for reference. Um, right. A couple of them are like my favorite books that I've already read like seven times, and I just want a digital copy just in case I'm like on an airplane and missing it for some reason. <laughs> Uh, well, that's kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's like the, in a bottle of rum for me, right? Like I have a digital yeah. copy, I have a hard copy and then I have the audio book now too. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. I totally, I totally get that mindset. So that's, uh, that's awesome. I, that's a great recommendation. Definitely check out, um, if you can find them, that's, that's, you know, kind of some of the challenge there. Well, you know, um, again, I, I found them with very, very little effort, um, all, all on Googling, right? I did the Googles. So you, even if you're not finding those, the ones that we specifically, you know, just endorsed, go out, find other ones. Yeah. Good call. Good idea. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to stay with the, with the reading theme and I'm going to recommend that everybody go out and get the book, 
drunk, how we sipped, um, drank and stumbled our way to civilization. And, um, you know, obviously there are a ton of books on the origins of alcohol and stuff like that. What I really enjoyed about this one was like the scientific approach to it and why things appeal to the human brain and stuff like that and how that changed over the years and stuff like, and just, it's a much different approach than I guess I had, I had read in a lot of different, different books that I had come across before. Um, the author of it, hold on one second, is Edward Slingerland. And um, it's just really, really well done. Uh, if you look at its rating on Amazon, it's four and a half stars out of 283 ratings. That's a pretty good, it's a pretty good uh, run right there. But they have it on Kindle, which I know we just totally slammed. But you can also get uh, get the hardcover, which is obviously what I have. And it's like 23 bucks. It's a really good read. Um, a lot of good information. I mean, and again, if you're someone who has read just a ton of of alcohol books it's it's like refreshing in its approach so you you do feel like you're you're reading something different and if you're someone who hasn't read a whole lot of uh books it or alcohol related books like it's just a, it's still good like it's still approachable and you're going to learn a lot and it's going to kind of set the bar pretty high for for any book that you read after that so so again um the book is uh drunk how we sip dance not drunk how we sipped danced and stumbled our way to civilization so Check that one out. It's freaking awesome. Uh, that's rad. Uh, there's an, another another one that's kind of similar, except it, it's more specifically about America, and it's called Drink, which is pretty great. And that one's more from like a sociopolitical standpoint and, and whatnot, and, and really entertaining and, and very, very dense. It's like a, I want to say it's like a 600-page book, and I think I read half of it, um, and it's still sitting on my bookshelf, and I haven't gotten to it, but uh but I love I love books about booze history. It's just so I have so I have drink on my audiobook uh, to download because I had like a bunch of credits. It's a twenty one hour and thirty six minute book. <laughs> yeah, it's dense. <laughs> um, now I'm just looking at some of the other options on my list right now, and there's like five hours and stuff like that. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Even as someone who doesn't know, like, you know, can't physically see that it's uh, it's cool. I mean, I just I love stuff like that. I mean, and I think that's one of the things that and we talk about it a lot. Obviously, that's kind of the theme of this freaking show, right, is um, like how booze is affecting our lives and things like that. So uh, I just, you know, when you can look at it through that lens and it's just it's so amazing, all the different stuff that, that goes into it. So, like, you know, one of the things that I learned um, with uh, with a uh, repeal day. And learning about, you know, them banning alcohol and stuff like that. That's where we had to come up with the income tax because the America was losing, lost so much money by no longer having alcohol to tax that they had to replace it with income tax. And you're just sitting here, you know, 80 years later being like, what a fucking stupid idea that was in (laughs) so many ways, you know? Yeah. And then, and then of course... You know, you bring alcohol back, you bring all those taxes back, but it's like, you know, I got, I got to tell you, maybe the Trumpsters are onto something. Once you give them an inch, they're going to take everything. They're not going to give it back to you. You know, don't wear your mask, everybody. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do that. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely wear your mask. Please God, go get vaccinated. I was going to say, 
my number my number four pick where I'm gonna jump to it is is buying friends and family all the all the fast testing that you can so that you guys can gather safely at home. That was definitely on my on my list today. So I wasn't gonna bring it up. I was gonna let it go so you didn't roll your eyes at me. But uh you brought it up first, so there it is. Listen, at this point, if you haven't taken all the necessary steps to take care of yourself and your loved ones, I got very little to no sympathy for you. So, me all right, your third, your third and final gift. What is third it? and final? Is my uh, Pro Burro mixing glass. Uh, it is Ooh. a beautiful hand blown mixing glass, hands down the best one I've ever used in my life. I use it on a regular. Um, they are hard to find. Uh, uh, my buddy Meatball owns a company called Puro Buro. He literally ships these from, from Mexico to the U.S. I, as far as I know, I'm the only uh, retailer right now in the U.S. that has them, um, mm-hmm. uh, apart from him himself. I think he was trying to work on a deal with um, with Cocktail Kingdom, but I, I haven't heard anything so far. Um, but hand-blown... Um, uh, Mixing glasses um, uh, made by third generation glass blower uh, Hippolito Gutierrez, who is responsible for the Fortaleza bottles, uh, which are just you know those gorgeous hand blown um, glass bottles. I don't think th- I don't think that they're hand blown anymore. I think that they just produce too many of them that they moved into a it, they just couldn't keep up, so they moved into a, more of an industrial setting that replicates the same look. Um, but he was still responsible in the beginning for, for those, um, which anyways. is, which is off. now he does the bitters bottles. As That's well, right. right. Yeah. I was going to add that on there. So we've got, uh, also hand blown bitters bottles, uh, that are, that are just gorgeous. They have like this light blue greenish tint to them. They're fucking rad, man. They're like, they're great. And, and those things are, are hefty as all hell. They really are beefy. Um, they don't they yeah. don't break, they don't go anywhere. I've dropped I've dropped my damn mixing glass more times than I can count and like <laughs> dinged it with other things and um and that bad boy hasn't gone anywhere. So you know, they're they they really truly are just like I mean, and this sounds like silly, you know, to a certain degree, right? Talking about glasses like this and, and things of that nature and bottles and, and whatnot, but they truly are beautiful and and not only am I a spokesman, but I'm a customer too. I have those <laughs> bottles and, um, and I, I love them, dude. They're, they're super dope. They, uh, it, it's like one of those things I open up my cupboard cause I kind of have like a old section just for cocktails now. And I just, I still don't make enough cocktails to necessitate such beautiful glassware, but, um, but I, I love having them. I put, I think like my, uh, couple of different, yeah, my bitters in one and then some Pernod in another. So, uh, no seconded another great gift idea. Oh my well, gosh. you know, you know, the other thing about about these mixing glasses is like if you go to Cocktail Kingdom and you're looking at like these crystal glasses or you're you're like looking at a couple of these others with like these like etched glass um, that are trying to look very, um, very pretty. You know, they grab the light, what have you. The, you're spending like anywhere between 50 to 150 dollars on a mixing glass. These bad boys are yeah. 30 bucks, 30 bucks. They're beautiful. Like they don't, they don't have the etching in them. Sorry, but, but they've got like, they've got the the gas <laughs> bubbles that sometimes get trapped in them. Um, that, that'll yeah. grab the light. For Which you. looks super cool. 
it yeah. looks great, you know. And uh, these are like we're definitely using these at um, at I almost said Cosecha at Bodega when we uh, when we get open. Cosecha was a bar I ran years years and years and years ago. Um, Jesus uh, Christ, man. we're definitely we're using we're using these at Bodega when we when we get open for sure. Just because for the for the cost for the durability and for how they look like they're fucking perfect, man. Yeah. Agreed. Good call. Um, okay. I'm going to bring it home with, uh, with mine. And this is, this is a wine that, that just blew my mind. Like, you know, I've got to drink a lot of really, really cool stuff over the last two years. And, you know, a lot of that is due to Chris. So, so kudos to you, my friend. Um, You're welcome. Our good buddy, our good buddy Tesh, uh, my buddy Drew up at CV Wine and Spirits in Auburn, like you know, lots of lots of really really amazing influences on my wine palette um, uh, as well. And so I I don't say this lightly, but this wine is probably the one that just every time I drink it, it blows my mind that something could taste like this. And that's the Chateau Perrin um, Volnay Premier Cru. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just for a lot of reasons, finding out that a Pinot Noir can be that. And it's like to the point where it pisses me off that we call California Pinots and Oregon Pinots like Pinots the same as this Burgundian one, you know, because I'm kind of like, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, we're just these we are we are lying to people. This is not what Pinot should taste like. <laughs> and um, this is just such a vibrant and um, beautiful wine. And I just. I said I I first off I love enjoying it and then second I I just really like to break other people's brains with it you know because again at least you know my perception I think the I think a general consensus is, is like oh yeah pinots are super light and just kind of easy and not particularly challenging and of course there's exceptions to that there's some really beautiful ones out there in, in California and Oregon but um but this one is just ridiculous and you can get it for around 63 bucks. So it's not even like, it's not killing your budget either. And it's just really, really well done. And it's something that I'm always excited to partake in. So again, that's the Chateau Perrin, um, Volnay premier crew. And it's going to say like the one ER crew on it. And I just had to like double check. That does mean that's premier. premier Cause I'm still, yeah, it's premier. I'm still learning. I'm still learning <laughs> that stuff. So, um, uh yeah that's uh that's that's where i had to figure that out so that's that's my third and final gift i love i love that you've gone there with with pinot noir because now i feel um validated with all my years of kicking and screaming and like tearing my hair out over over uh cider right like you understand at least some somewhat that like things taste great in other places and they're not the same thing even though they're called the same thing and yeah for years and years i couldn't drink beer right and so i had to drink cider and cider's fucking delicious if you get good cider but in america we don't get good cider so you have to drink french right. cider you have to drink basque cider spanish cider right um fuck, even right. cider from like norway and shit like that is even more delicious and poland poland got some good ones yeah yeah, it's it, the whole rest of the world loves cider, except for the U.S. And we drink this crap that's that's made from made from not apples. It's made from apple concentrate with a ton of sugar and a ton of acid, right? And all of a sudden, you're drinking a Jolly Rancher that 
<laughs> comes in a can with some booze in it as opposed well, I to think like there's also, cider. It's also, yeah, it's the judgment that comes with it too, right? Like the other day I was having a conversation with someone and I was talking about how, how I, you know, I, and, and I really got turned on to ciders through you and that's for the most part with, with the exception of like Pilsners now um, and, and only from a few places um, I only drink cider and someone was just like, Oh, da da this, da da that. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, I can sit here and crush ciders and feel good. And especially if like, if they're a dry cider, it's great. But like, it's like, Oh man, I just, you know, I had a cider and it was way too sweet for me. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, what did you have? Angry orchard. It's like, yeah. And you're like, Oh my God. I mean, that's like <laughs> judging the whole whiskey portfolio based off of like a plastic whiskey bottle. You know, it's just kind of like, you can't, you can't do that. There's, well, it's there like, are it's so like many judging, nuances to it. judging whiskey based on, based on fireball. Right. Right. Cause it's right. fireball's not even whiskey. Right. Right. It's a, yeah, it's totally just, manipulated product. Even though it says, even though it says whiskey on the bottle, it's not fucking whiskey. It's like whiskey flavored cinnamon liqueur. Right. Right. And it's right. But here we are. Everybody's like, Oh man, are there all these other flavored whiskeys? Like, They're not fucking whiskey. Disgusting. There we are. The we worst. were we had to get a single rant in here somewhere in this episode, otherwise people would feel like they got jipped off. <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta tell you, those are some pretty good holiday recommendations. You know who's dope? Them over there. Okay, so before we move on to my favorite segment, I do have to say, like the fact that you just brought up the rant thing. I had um, Elijah. Uh, who called us the other, you know, who was on our guest before he called me the other day and we were talking about some rum and stuff. You know, he has his own little Instagram show and he was asking me a bunch of questions and he really got me going. And he's like, he's like, he's like, Hey, he's like, settle down, settle down. I need you to save this for when you come onto my show. And I just was (laughs) like, dude, I'm like this all the time. There is not just like you get me worked up. This is how I feel 24 seven. Like everything I've just said to you over the past five minutes is something I say almost on a daily basis. So, um, so yeah, the rant's going to come no matter what. But no more ranting. We're just going to show some love right now for some of our favorite things. And um, the dope follow section is where we're going to tell you Instagram accounts, books. I guess we already kind of did that with our with our yeah, gifts. That's fine. Uh, thing. So so <laughs> I think we're just going to be doing follows this week. So uh, so Chris, who's your dope follow? Uh, my uh, going back on the snowboarding because y'all know that that's where I'm at right now this time of year. Uh, I found this four year old kid that his dad made a made a uh, an Instagram uh, account for him, and it's uh, what I, I'll get into a little bit more description in a second. Uh, it is uh, at Lil Homie L I L H O M I E eight zero two. Is a four-year-old kid on a snowboard. It's fucking so much fun to watch him. He's like going off of little bunny hops and jumps and hitting rails. Uh, it's a lot of fun watching him. And like they post these uh, videos of him like progressing and uh, the challenges that they went through, like some of the old stuff where he wasn't like when he was like three and he couldn't really stand up on a snowboard and it's still really fucking adorable because he's three. Um, uh, what I love, I follow another account of a mom who started one for her two girls on snowboards. Also, they're a little bit older. They're like six and eight. Um, mostly this comes from the fact that I want my daughter to be on a snowboard and she's about to be two next month. Um, but the other part of it is cause they're all wrapped up and, uh, and like with goggles on and face masks and everything like that. Like you don't know who, what these kids look like, which is kind of rad. Right. So it's, they still have their own Instagram account. 
Um, but their parents are still keeping them safe. Uh, you know, they're not, their faces aren't just like out there on, on the, on the interwebs, um, for anybody to grab a hold of or whatnot. They don't even typically post what mountain they're at, which is kind of cool. Um, so you just, unless you know, you know, right. Um, but it's really, it's a lot of fun to watch these kids just like enjoying being kids and being outdoors and like challenging themselves. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so that's Lil Homie eight oh two. I like it. I like it. Um, are you being judgmental of people who have their kids on their Instagram? Is that what's happening? No, right no, now? no. I just admire. I admire uh, the people who <laughs> take an extra step because uh, you definitely have your child all over your Instagram, and she's fucking adorable, and the world needs it, to see her. Listen, when those sponsorship dollars start flowing in, okay, <laughs> I will feel great about exploiting my daughter's cuteness. <laughs> that's, um, that's great. So, uh, so yeah, mine's, mine's an Instagram account as well. And it is at Johnny underscore dram and it's a J O H N N Y underscore D R A M. And, uh, this individual just shares so many amazing, uh, whiskey related memes that make me laugh a lot. And I just was like, I was like, I want everybody to follow this person because, they absolutely kill me. And the one that really did it for me. And uh, I think it's the first, I think it's the last thing that they had posted. Um, let me pull it up real quick. And it was, uh, it was a, it was a picture of, of, uh, I think it's Charlie Bucket, right? From Willy Wonka. Was that his last name? Uh-huh, Bucket. Uh-huh. Okay. So he's sitting there and he's holding the uh, golden ticket and he looks, he looks all happy. And then the caption above it is when you buy a drain pour barrel pick, but it comes with a cool sticker. And I just <laughs> fucking died because, you know, I think there's, I think there's a lot of whiskey groups out there that do some really clever and unique stickers and, and things like that. And so what we're talking about is when you pick a barrel um, as either an account or a whiskey group or, you know, whatever the case may be, they give you a couple different options. And, you know, one of those options is like they can have um, in-house stickers made for you and like put your name on it, or maybe it's part of the label. Like everybody's a little bit different, but then another thing that happens, and this has actually become quite popular is people do their own stickers. So the bottles show up and then they slap their own stickers on them and they're usually puns on stuff and they can be really good. Some of them are really great. Some of them are really cheesy. Uh, it just, they kind of just run the gambit of it, but more often than not, uh, I've tasted some of these ones and, you know, you're just kind of like, you're like, wow, that's really bad whiskey, but the sticker's awesome. Like, that's really cool. So when I saw that, I just was like, oh, that's so amazing. And the thing is, like, it's not just these, it's not just these, uh, you know, these groups and these people that are doing it. I mean, there's companies that do this different stuff, right, where they come up with some clever packaging. I don't know, like maybe they model it after a very popular show and they do a whole release of just bad whiskey. Um, but they all have really cool names like House of Targaryen and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just spitballing right now. But it's uh, it's they do stuff like that. And so when I saw this and, then, and of course, there's there's a ton of other memes as well. So, again, that's Johnny underscore Dram. It's hilarious. I absolutely love it. I've already shared a bunch of them. And um, I think everybody should go go give them a follow because they do 
They do a really, also, really good job. I also like that it's a play on Johnny Drum, which is an amazing bourbon that, that I'm a big fan of. Little boutique coming out of Willet. And uh, no, very, very few people know about Johnny Drum. So I, uh, I like that it's a nice little play on that as well. I mean, we had some dope. We had some dope gifts. We had some dope follows. Wow, great episode. The uh, Good Bottle Podcast is brought to you by. Oh, I'm reading the wrong thing. <laughs> the Good Bottle Podcast is orchestrated. The music for the Good Bottle Podcast. Good God, sign me off. We're done for the year. Uh, the music you for the Good Bottle Podcast is Jesus. orchestrated by the Moore Brothers and produced well up until this point uh, by these two guys. Uh, before we go kill these bottles that we've been drinking, we ask that if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave us at least a four-star review. I know that finished, that sign-off was fine, but I'm begging you for a five. Uh, uh, my boss will yell at me if I don't get a five-star. There's also um, the the greatest gift that you can give is recommending this podcast to your friends. So that's really what you should be doing for, for gift giving this year. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at the good bottle podcast or on our personal accounts. Mine is D Garrison six and Chris is Chris Sinflair. You can also support the podcast um, by visiting our Etsy shop. Another great place to get some really cool uh, items. If you order them this week, you're not going to get them by Christmas. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's not happening. <laughs> Don't move that quick. Uh, it's not happening. Um, but you can also check out anchor.fm slash good bottle podcast. So then we can go and buy some of those gifts that we recommended today. So, uh, go do that. And if you would like for us to cover a story, if you are working with a brand that would like to be featured, please email us at the good bottle podcast at gmail.com. Also, we are inviting other podcasters and influencers and stuff like that to come collaborate with us. We've had some good people on lately. We want to keep it up. So uh, if you want us on your show or you want to come on ours, you know, hit that same email. And uh, Drew, as a reminder, uh, you can purchase the bottles. Let's tease. Let's tease the next episode because I feel like people people should be getting excited for this one because I know I'm getting excited for it. Okay. Are you talking about our end of year extravaganza draft? I am obviously so what we're going to do is we're going to bring back two guests who have been on this year and we are going to draft some of our favorite things could be a cocktail could be a spirit could be a could be a publication and at the end of it we're going to let the listeners vote on who they thought had the best lineup of choices so i'm pretty excited about it i think you guys should be too I'm already doing research. Chris, baby. are you excited? Man, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready. Going. Well, that's it. That is the thing. Like, if you're not, because you, because you need to have like multiple options, right? Because it's very, there's, there's a possibility that whatever you think that you're going to be able to pick is already going to be gone. So if I'm sitting here thinking that I'm going to get the old fashioned as my favorite cocktail. Well, you might grab that from me and I got to go to number two and maybe the other guest does it. Maybe the other guest does it. So yeah, I mean, we got to go deep. You got to do some research. I should probably send those guys the email, letting them know what the list is. So, <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be good. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, but you know, so so join us. Join us next week um, when uh, when we release that. But you know, you can also purchase the bottles that we drank on this episode at thegoodbottleshop.com. And until next time, which will be the draft time, I say cheers to you, my friend. Cheers, baby. 
You should also go to Good Bottle, buy all the bottles so you can survive your family this week. That's what you should do. 